Good Sunday afternoon. Welcome to another edition of the Sideline Junkies. Sunday Rise. The most consistently consistent podcast there is. It's me, it's me, the big guy KG. Waiting to be joined by the man that keeps everything running, the boss BJ. Because we got a lot to get into. We got things to talk about. Uh, I'm going to touch on this really, really quick before we move on. And it came out yesterday about Brittany Griner being arrested in uh, Russia on drug charges. So uh, apparently she's been detained for three weeks now. And we're just hearing about this. This is a big problem. Huge problem. Huge problem. Uh, I'm not. I'm not I'm not liking where it's going. I will say that Uh, I don't know how true anything is, but (sighs) something's got to be done to get her home. And anybody that's of America, that is an American citizen that's over in Russia, please come home. Things are looking like they're about to get ugly, even uglier than what they already are. So that's just my first take on. Uh, what's going on, but we'll keep an eye on that and report back when we find out something new. But without further ado, we are joined by the man that keeps this show running, writes all the checks. I got paid this week, y'all. The boss, BJ. What's going on, brother? How you feeling? I'm feeling pretty good, man. Feeling pretty good. Uh, <laughs> we got some... A lot to talk about. I just uh, talked about um, Brittany Griner uh, and her arrest in, uh, in um, Russia. So I had to say something about that. Wouldn't be me if I didn't. So yeah, I, I definitely understand that, man. Um, it, I told you it's not not something I really want to touch because we don't have all of the details of kind of like what's going on. So. Um, you know, just want to hold on and, you know, definitely don't want to see anybody, um, you know, locked up in another country. But we got to need kind of need some more details, see what's going on. And if she put herself in that situation, if it was warranted or not. That is true. That's absolutely true. And uh, we got a matter of business of our own right here in our own backyard to take care of. Uh, first and foremost, I didn't ask you how you doing today, man. How are you doing? Hey, man, you know what? I am doing pretty good. Um, I had a little little hang-up in uh, Madden 22, one of the franchises. I switched teams with one of the guys, and I wasn't able to get back in right away, you know, Madden, Madden Bugs. But uh, they advanced the week, and it looked like it cleared up whatever it needed to clear up for I, so I can get back in. And I'm 2-0 today, man. I don't. I can't remember the last time I was two and zero, man. I'm I'm pretty bad at Madden this year, so. Well, I I know you playing in the good old Gridiron League, so that's always oh, yeah. you know it a, a tough league to play in. So I will oh, say yeah. that I played in that league, but I'm gonna say this: when Madden 23 drops, and I've been bugging EA, and I'm I'm gonna keep bugging them. I think we need to do it as a as a whole as a Madden players all together. They got to do something special and bring back the, 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 the essence of the original Maddens 
and 23 to honor one John Madden. It's just my thought. I, I, you know, look, I, I definitely think, you know, the name that the game that bears his name is definitely going to give him a, a nice tribute. And um, I'm a digital game guy now, so I don't, you know, rarely buy anything physical. Um, but, you know, if, if it is a tribute covered to him, a legend edition, I probably will go ahead and buy that. Um, but you're also forgetting, I believe, college football comes out this year. Oh, yeah, it does. Yes, it does. Yeah, so, um, you know, uh, we, 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 I think a lot of people are excited for college football. Uh, I don't know the, the parameters of like, you know, what, how many people are allowed in the league. I don't know if you remember. I know we played 14. Um, I don't remember. We know we only had a couple of people in here though. So, yeah. Can you imagine, can you imagine 20, 30 people fighting for, recruits fighting for fighting games you're going to you're going to alabama to play somebody you're going to usc you're going to Notre dame you know and just seeing these places and, and i think that'd be a whole bunch of fun so i'm definitely on board with that you know my beef with ea is uh is deep i just don't they don't mess up this game you know college football and it has that that special feel it, it, it's had in the past Absolutely right. Absolutely right. And then that you talked about those recruiting wars, man. I remember 14 and, you know, you had the apps and you had the app on the phone. Then you also you had the app on the computer where you could do your recruiting during the week. Mm-hmm. Oh, my God. That yes. I think it was one time we were battling for a five star athlete. It was <laughs> me, you and Donnell, man. And I, I was like, if I get this dude. I had already planned that I was going to turn him into a middle linebacker. He was going to be this, this, this. Okay. And I think I had Manti Teo as my middle linebacker, but he was going to wind up graduating, so I was trying to replace him. And I don't even remember who wound up getting the guy. But I know I finished – I think I finished 11-1 and one and went to a bowl game. But it was so fun playing because you may not play everybody every week, you know, you got your cupcakes, but that recruiting in the offseason, that is some of the toughest stuff in the world. It's already tough against a computer, but when you're playing against another human, it's even tougher, man. Even tougher. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Definitely. Yeah, sir. But uh, we'll, we'll see how, you know, we'll see how it uh it pans out as far as, um, you know, um, how, how the game turns out and stuff. I mean – Madden 22. I know you know this. You know what's crazy? This wasn't even on our topic list, but I I truly believe Madden 22 is probably their worst product when it comes to Madden in the history of Madden's. It's just that it's just that bad all across the board from the from the the franchise campaign app not working and being on the wrong week and it's just like it's 2022. We should be able to you know you should, you should be able to do more on the app um, than what you can do way more. So definitely, like I said, it's fun to play with 32 other guys, 32, 30, or 31, 31 other personalities, styles, and, you know, match yourself up against those guys and, you know, try to develop a strategy to win. You know, uh, I've only been to one Super Bowl, my gridiron career, and I lost that one. So I've been to a couple championship games, but, 
never won a big one, man. So it's like a goal of mine, but I know, you know, to get to that goal, I got to put some work in on the sticks, and I just don't have the, the time to do that right now. So I'm a, I'm a, uh, I'm a, uh, beat up dog in the league right now. So, so but yeah, it's all good. It's all good, though. Not, not for long. Not for long. We're going to get you out of them doors and get you back on top where you're supposed to be. <laughs> yeah, okay. <laughs> <laughs> now, first order of business. Commanders are building a new stadium in Virginia. That's the the the, the uh, news that's been coming out the last few weeks, and they got three sites in Virginia. First and foremost, let me say this. Happy heavenly birthday to the one and only mayor for life, D.C. Mayor uh, Marion Barry. And why am I wishing him a happy birthday? Not just because of what he did for the city, but because if he was still mayor, Washington would have never left D.C. There would be no FedEx field in Rao John, Maryland. They would have never got out of town because him being a Washington Redskin fan, a supporter of the team, having a good relationship with the, the Cook family, especially Jack Kent Cook, they wouldn't never have left out of D.C. And here we are talking about Washington moving to either Sterling, Virginia, which is 35 miles away from RFK, Dumfries, Virginia, which is 35 miles away from RFK, or Woodbridge, Virginia, which is 27 miles away from RFK. Now you go from RFK, 56,000, one of the smallest stadiums in the league, uh, a lot of people called it a dump, but it was our dump. You know, from 1961 to 1996, we called it home. It sat on top of a metro station. The accessibility of that stadium is unmatched. You could get the RFK, no problem. You didn't have to worry about parking, nothing. You go to FedEx Field, the first couple of years of FedEx Field was kind of rough. Then it got better with the buses the metro and everything doing everything and free rides from the metro station to the stadium but then daniel snyder decided that he wanted to mess with the fans and you couldn't walk from landover mall which used to be across the way you could break down bright seat you couldn't walk across bright sea road which is now sean taylor way oh no 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 those shuttle shuttle buses weren't free it was a five or ten dollars but it was a round trip and it was definitely better to have them but you know your Karens of the world you know um took took the uh took metro to court and basically was saying that you can't charge basically private charters for you know buses you use for public service i believe that's the base of the the lawsuit and metro was just like well the hell with all (laughs) y'all we don't we don't need to do this right absolutely right and now here we are in 2022 uh FedEx Field turns 25 this year. I believe it's been 25 years for FedEx Field. Um, It's at the bottom of the list in fields in uh, 97. Yep. <laughs> this will be 25 years. It has been, they broke ground March 13th, 1996. And it opened on September 14th, 1997. And it's one of the 
worst stadiums in the league because of the experience as far as the food goes. The food is terrible. The amenities are terrible. Um, Just the experience, period. I mean, this stadium used to seat 90 at, at its biggest capacity was 91,704. And I think it could get up to 93 if they really wanted it to. Daniel Snyder has taken out seats and suites and all of that. And it's dropped down to 67,000. They still can't even sell out 67,000 seats. You're trying to move a Washington DC team, the Washington commanders out to Virginia way out in the burbs and Woodbridge and Dumfries. And uh, what was the other place I named Um, Sterling, which is very, very inconvenient for those of uh, those fans that live inside and around the beltway. That's a very big inconvenience as a fan. And B I'm going to get you in here. I want to know as a supporter of this team, how smart is it to pick any one of those three sites in Virginia? And if they do pick a site in Virginia, do you think the name change would also change to the Virginia commanders? Very interesting. Cause as you were talking, I was kind of thinking about that. Um, I, I wouldn't be surprised if it happens, but if you remember when they originally were looking for sites, you know, before they, settled on Landover, um, Virginia was an option and it, it got shot down immediately by those communities. Those communities typically do not want that big, huge stadium in their backyard, having to deal with traffic, you know, eight or nine times a year. Um, just that quote unquote eyesore, you know, they just don't want to deal with that. That got, they had a couple of, um, Virginia locations in the early nineties, they were looking at, and they, they, they shot those down quick, fast, and in a hurry. Um, I think the best option, you know, and I know, I don't know what the beef is exactly with Dan Snyder and in the district of Columbia. Um, but you have Audi field. Now you have the national stadium, you have capital one arena further up the way. If I can get a spot right there on the water by Audi Field or somewhere up in there where, like you said, it's accessible to your fans, your fan base is in, you know, don't get me wrong. You have Virginia, you have Maryland, you have uh, Pennsylvania, you have North Carolina, South Carolina before the Panthers were there. You have uh, commander fans down that end. So you have them spread out heavily. I'm talking about the dense portion of your home base fans um you know seeing it go to virginia definitely i mean look i said something on one of our other shows i said you know for as bad as these seat sale um for the commanders you would think they would give the tickets out to the community to the people who can't afford to go to these games because for what this team has been which is a losing team the last 20 years uh, with, you know, a couple of division titles sprinkled in here and there um, for you to have a, a, a stadium that is 
at the bottom of the league. It's not towards. It's at the bottom of the league when you talk about everything. The getting to the stadium, food, amenities, comfort. It's just a, it's a garbage dump. It is what it is. Um, you know, you would think that with all that being said, you're trying to win your fans back over and, and you know, make some type of deal where you can keep them in the area. Now, I know Mario Bowser, the, the mayor of D.C., was saying that the I wasn't the initial problem the changing the name. So the name has changed, but, you know, how, you know, people are and how, you know, maybe Dan Snyder feels that, you know, if you didn't want us as the Redskins, you don't want, you're not going to get us as the Commanders. You know, you have to want us all the way through. You have to support us all the way through. But maybe, you know, but this is a businessman too. It could be a big smoke screen to put some pressure on DC to pony up. Hey, we'll do it. We'll, we'll pony up the money. We'll do this. We'll do that. So, you know, it's early in the stages. We'll see um, how. How that works out. I'm interested to see how it works out because I just went to um, Little Caesars Arena Friday to see a Pistons game that uh, Paisley were in town. And when I tell you that was first class, like it blows capital. And, I, and, it, and like I said, it's only two or three years old, I believe, but it blows Capital One Arena out the out the out the water, clear out the water. Because Capital One Arena, I think that opened in '96. I want to say. Was it 96? 98, something like that. Uh, Capital Arena opened in 96. It opened a year before uh, the year before um, FedEx, FedEx, if I'm not mistaken. Let me let me double check. Keep going. You know, they built in two different, de- you know, two different, what, what was that? This is 2022, what was that? Uh, almost a 30-year difference in technology and everything else. But, you know, it, it's just, uh, I just walked around it in awe. You know, it's uh, comfort. You know, if you want to watch the games, if you want to be at the stadium and watch the game somewhere else, you can. If you want to get that experience being in the bar, you want to get that experience kind of home home feeling you have those options so um and, and then it depends on you know it just depends on what the stadium what they want the stadium to be do they want it to be an rfk replica do they want it to have a dome you know a, a retractable roof it just all depends man so i guess we'll see going forward what the plans are but i i wouldn't be surprised if this is a smoke screen to kind of try to put some pressure on the, the sites they actually want. Because remember, they were talking about National Harbor, and I don't know where they're going to put a stadium at National Harbor. Mm-hmm. Well, not, I'm sorry, it wasn't National Harbor. It was Oxen Hill. And I think I've seen the map of where it would be. They wanted so, it uh, next to Blue Plains. And for those of you that don't live in the area, Blue Plains is man. the wastewater facility. And the smell on that, <laughs> you ride by with your windows up and your daggone vents closed, and it stinks. So yeah, you just imagine, just imagine going to the game and you 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 smelling that all the whole game. You, you might as well call the stadium the outhouse. And that's what it'll be. I mean, that's what FedEx Field is now. Mm. 
Well, the team's yeah, a mean, shit show. <laughs> <laughs> and MCI Center opened up on December 2nd, 1997. Okay. So both stadiums opened in 97. That's crazy. We we got two new yeah, stadiums that opened in 97. And I didn't even realize that. I didn't even realize that until I, I, I thought about when it opened. I was like, well, damn, FedEx opened around the same time. But, yeah, man, mm-hmm. it's, uh, it's going to be interesting to see, man. Hopefully, you know, things can be done to keep them – uh, in or near DC. I know you know, you know, DC isn't a, you know, doesn't have just wide open land just sitting. So you, you know, it's only certain places you can put that stadium. Well, technically, uh, brother, they do have some wide open land sitting, and we yeah. pitched this idea several times on this show. You have the RFK site. Come back home. Muriel Bowser is not going to be the the mayor forever. She's she's not going to be the mayor forever. Start making plans. Say, hey, let's buy this land because the government owns the RFK land. Buy that land. Redevelop that land. And I've said this for five, six years now. You want to build a new stadium? That's your prime opportunity because you're on top of a a metro station. It's accessible. You have the armory right there. You have everything you need. And the thing is, you could take that stadium down. And we we talked about it during the bare bones. Now, nah, you level RFK. You know, you auction off everything. You make some money for charity and everything out of there because it's a lot of memorabilia in there. And it's a lot of memorabilia around the stadium. We know because we have pictures of it. And it's a few things that we would like to have ourselves around this office. Hint, hint. But you take that stadium site. You level it. You grade the ground. You say, okay, we don't need that much for parking. You don't need that big parking lot. You can still have the farmer's market during the week over there in the corner um, on, along Bennett Road, which is across the street from Langston Golf Course and Langston Driving Range. You level it. You start building. And what you do is you build out, then up. You can build a domed stadium right there on the Potomac because I, I believe that's the Potomac that's going through there. But you can build that stadium right there. You have enough room to expand just a little bit in one direction or another to build a state-of-the-art stadium with plenty of parking, accessibility through public access. There is a spot sitting there, and it's been sitting empty. How long has it been since the D.C. United left out of there? What has it been, four years now that it's been completely empty? Historic site, come back home. Come back home. That's all I'm saying. You you got the wide open space. It's okay. I got defeated by the mute button. But yeah, you're you're 100 right. I I can't you know not no no rebuttal on that. You do have RFK sitting there. They're gonna tear it down anyway. Which is heartbreaking in itself because that's a historic place. I mean, let let me rephrase that. It's a historic place to sports fans, especially Washington Redskins fans, because of what take took place there. We know that is hallowed ground. That is NFL hallowed ground, but that's also MLB hallowed ground. Okay? That's sports hallowed ground. You can't tear that down, but you you have to. Oh, my God. I can't believe I just said that, but you have to. But just think, if you turn it down to put the new home for the same team that built that legacy there, I mean, I think that lessens.
I agree. I agree. It does. It does. Because think about this. And this is how I think about it. And this is how it makes me sleep at night. What little bit of sleep that I do get. Washington hasn't won anything since leaving RFK. Washington hasn't busted a great in back-to-back years since leaving RFK. Now, granted, they left RFK. The last season was the 96th season, and it wasn't a great season, you know, but a lot of things have changed. Washington hasn't been a successful franchise. They haven't won more than 10 games in 30 years. That's a problem. Maybe it's time to go back home. That's all I'm saying, because back when we when we were home, in the District of Columbia, in the city. We won games where we were 14 and 2, 11 and 5, 12 and 4. We had seasons like this. We were always a contender. And I hate harping on the glory days because it sounds like I'm just saying, oh, back in my day. But damn it, that's how I grew up. I would like to go back to that. I would like my kids to see Washington to be successful while they're still kids. So I can say, yeah, I had that happen in my childhood too. It feels good, doesn't it? You said you said something very interesting last night, and I, and I sat and thought about it. I was like, wow. If you're – when's the last time Washington had a winning season? I mean, I like a, a Super Bowl season it was 90, 90, 90, what, 91, right? 91 going into the 92, well, 91 year going, and they played the Super Bowl in January 92. So if you were born 92, 95, 98, you've never seen this team dominate the division. You've never seen this team have consistent, just back to back seasons of greatness, of, dominating the Cowboys of if anything you you haven't seen any of that and I can speak on that because as a Buffalo fan you know the last time that this team was dominant was early 90s you know and they started kind of phase out and fizzle out towards the end of the 90s and early 2000s and then from there was just a ball of mediocrity for 20 years until you know, the last two seasons, now you got the AFC Championship game and a divisional dominant quarterback. You know, you, you've got something to look forward to. So, Dario has never seen this team be dominant. He's seen them scratch and fight, make the playoffs, you know, having to win eight straight games or, you know, Dak Prescott getting hurt and you make the wild card, you lose to the Buccaneers. But he, it, 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 what I'm saying is, They've never taken, you know, you know. Now I said RG three years. They took, they, 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 they made it took the division. But you know what I'm saying when I say take the division, be the team to beat. You know, be the team like man, we got to play Commanders. God, I don't want to go in there. Like they've pretty much been a punching bag since the '90s, and then you know they they make the move to Landover. Um, the ownership gets transitioned to Snyder, and there's definitely been a whole bunch of mess with that we're not even going to get into because I don't think we have enough bandwidth on this show to keep talking about, you know, the Dan Snyder era of the Commanders. 
You're absolutely right about that. We don't. We don't. And uh, to wrap up this segment and move on to the next, um, these three sites are not feasible down in Virginia. They're not smart, in my opinion. This is just my opinion. I don't think they're smart because you're moving further away from the fans. And this is something that I heard a long time ago. I was watching America's game and it was talking about the 71 Cowboys. And Dwayne Thomas said that when they moved, when the Cowboys moved out of the Cotton Bowl and into Texas Stadium, it went from a college atmosphere of a crowd. You know, everybody cheering to like, oh, bravo, bravo. It's like it was like a high sedity, but it didn't feel the same with that crowd. It wasn't as like rabid. You mean like you mean like Capital One Arena? It's not this Capital One Arena may be better in amenities than the Capital Center. But it ain't better in fan experience because where's Robin Ficker sitting behind the opposing team's bench giving Charles Barkley the business and telling him George Mirasan is way better than you? Where's Robin Ficker anyway? He, I know he practices law up in Maryland, but where is he at when it comes down to sitting behind the benches in, 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 in uh, uh, Capital One? You don't have those same, same guys. I mean, RFK, we had Chief Z. And Chief Z's no longer with us. And you have uh, Rev T that kind of, and, and, and Redskin Road Warrior and, and others that trying to take up that mantle, but it's not the same. It's not the same. It's not the bro. And it's just. Bro, I, when you, you, have to, you have to get out of your how it was days because it's not going to be like that. And that's really? hard for me. It's, it's, but you have you have to let it go because this ain't the same team. This not, ain't the same bravado. They don't have the same luster they did. Like I said, they they they're they're putting a shitty product on the field. They have one of the worst stadiums, and right now everything they do reeks of desperation and head scratching moments where it's just like, um, okay, I don't get why y'all doing this or. Y'all are doing this, but why? Why is it? You know, it's just it's just so many questions, um, more questions than answers. You know, like I said, the whole the whole Sean Taylor ceremony that was a, a debacle, absolute debacle. Um, you know, just multiple things. You know, I know. You know, I don't want to. I don't want to beat the commanders over the head with the the Flintstone Club because that's what we seem like we do a lot. But I mean, at the same time, it's just like you're pricing. This is one of the more pricier stadiums to get into when you're talking about FedEx Field. How is that possible when this team? You can't show me winning consistent winning with this team. If you're the bottom stadium in the league, why are your ticket prices towards the top? Mm-hmm. So, and, and that's what I'm saying. You seat sixty thousand. And look, you you don't need to build. The days of building a hundred thousand seat stadium are over. Oh, but you know okay. it's always a competition between Jerry and Dan. Look, that's over. You build a forty to sixty thousand seat stadium where you can have seats, but you you probably could get maybe ten to fifteen more thousand fans in there with standing room. You build some restaurants in there. Like I, I'm just going off of what I saw at Little Caesars Arena. You build some restaurants in there. You have some lounge areas. You have standing room. You have suites. 
you have a combination of things, right? But make people comfortable. Don't, you know, have people sitting on top of each other where, you know, you're touching legs. Make your seats a little bit wider. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and and that's not going to happen. You know, just just think wishful thinking. But you know, you you have this. Uh, I don't know, man. It, it's just it's just frustrating to talk about. Like I said, you know, we, we try to you know go to games and we look at the prices, and then I go look at the prices at Buffalo, or go look at the prices at uh, Atlanta, or go look at the prices at. You know, any other stadium in the league, I'm like, well, this team is winning. And I could get more for my buck going here than coming to a commander's game. And that's that's an issue. Indeed it is. And I mentioned Robin Ficker uh, from Capital Center, U.S. Airway. I'm sorry, U.S. Air Arena, who used to sit behind the opposing team's bench. You know why he doesn't go to games anymore? Why? Because he got reseated when they moved into the MCI Center, which was the original name. They reseated him away from the opposing team's bench where he had bought tickets. They reseated him away from it. So he gave up his tickets in response. And he hasn't been to a Wizards game since April 98. But he did attend game four of the Wizards Pacers Easter Conference semifinal in may of 2014 but he gave up his seats in response to them reseating him from where he wanted to sit i i don't i don't get i don't get um i just don't get these teams sometimes when they when you have your rabbit fans when you have your you know people that bleed the team's colors and just little things like that Little things like that. You can't make a, a exception. It, it's not. It's not like he's asking for the, the tickets. He's buying the tickets. Exactly. So it's crazy. But uh, this is how you treat your rabbit fans. Okay. You get. You keep doing what you're doing. You're gonna keep getting what you're getting. But. You talked about something a few seconds ago, a few minutes ago. You said about Washington reeking of desperation. Are they so desperate that they're going to bring back former Washington quarterback Kirk Cousins? Is that too desperate, or do you think that's a good fit? Because we talked about this off air, and now it's time to put it on wax, baby. I mean, it just depends on how how if they really want to win it. They Because here's the thing, you know, they had – um, opportunities to sign Cam and a couple other quarterbacks mid-season. Like, okay, you know, yeah, everybody wanted to see Taylor Heineke succeed, but if you have an opportunity to go grab a quarterback that can make you help you win now, maybe compete for the division, and you didn't do that, and so now, like this whole Seattle thing, like. They sent the trade to Seattle for Russell Wilson, but they like, did they, it's like, did they even talk to Seattle? Did they talk to Seattle or they just been like, here, we're sending a trade package? Because last time I checked, that's not how it works. You have dialogue, the GMs talk, maybe fly out, maybe, hey, let's go meet me for dinner. Talk to me about what I need to give you for this. 
uh, you know, it's some back and forth there. It doesn't seem like it was any back and forth. It just seems like it was a one-way thing. Hey, we're going to send you this. Send us Russell Wilson. And the Seattle's looked, looked at their messages and like, are these guys serious? Like, I haven't even talked to these guys. That That's what it seems like to me. Um, but, you know, we talked we talk in great deal last night before this show. I think that one of the most embarrassing things I've heard come from a team saying, and this is the commanders, saying that they had a list of 42 quarterbacks they were pursuing. And let me tell you why that is an embarrassing statement by itself. Because there are not 42 quarterbacks in the league, ladies and gentlemen, that are going to win you games. Okay? There are 10 quarterbacks in this league right now, five being upper echelon, maybe four or five upper echelon quarterbacks, that if you get this quarterback, you're going to win the Super Bowl. Or you have a chance to. The other five are up there, and they can make some plays but they're not as good as the other four or five. And then you got the rest of the field. You got your mid-tier quarterbacks, your Ryan Tannehills that need Derrick Henry, A.J. Brown to make him um, serviceable. The threat of having Derrick Henry run you over or A.J. Brown going over the top keeps him upright. And then you have the rest. It's not 42 quarterbacks in the NFL. That is, that is the most embarrassing statement. And, and it just continues the line of, I don't even know the word for it, subpar. And I can say it reeks of desperation. How could, like, who is the PR person that let that statement get out? Nobody caught that. Oh, 42 quarterbacks. There's not even 42 teams in them. You know what? It damn sure ain't Tony Wiley, because if it was Tony Wiley, it wouldn't have never got out. Bro, I, I just, I don't get that statement. Like, look, yes, there's some quarterbacks that can help you now. You know, if you, you know, Deshaun Watson. I, I, and I We talked last night, and I said, if I'm Washington, if I can do my due diligence and, and make sure Deshaun Watson all his legal issues are clear or not going to be too much of a hassle like they're in the back end of being cleaned up. I'm mortgaging the future for Deshaun Watson. I'm sending my next two years first round picks to him. I'm sending this year's, next year's, and maybe a second. Okay? You don't win in this league without a quarterback. You don't have a chance. If you got the guys that are that 15 and below range of QB, you don't really have a chance. You might luck up and win the division every now and again. They might have a good game, three, four, five hundred yards. They might look good, but consistently, the league is proven. You're only going to win with these Trent Dilfer, Ryan Tannehill guys, maybe once every 20 years. When you got this out of this world defense, a running game that can't be stopped. And basically all the quarterback got to do is go out there and call a play and say hike. I don't really got to do too much. Maybe some short throws. Once every 20, 15 years, you get get by with that. But statistically, 
history has shown you need a quarterback that can win games. Patrick Mahomes. Aaron Rodgers sometimes. Um, Tom Brady. Matthew Stafford now. I mean, he 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 looked bad in the Super Bowl, but he, he did what he's supposed to do at the end of the game, and him and Cooper Cup hooked up for the game-winning touchdown. <clears throat> um, so if you're Washington, go get Deshaun Watson. If you're Washington, I'm looking. I don't see Kirk Cousins' name on the free agent list. Cam Newton, Tyrod Taylor, Jameis Winston, it could be another – um, and I don't want to call him a stopgap. I think he's a little bit better than a stopgap. Um, you know, you still have the Ryan Fitzpatrick option, but it's not 40. I mean, they, they're talking about Mitchell Trubisky, Marcus Mariota. Uh, it was another name that kind of like I saw and I was just like, they cannot be serious. Can't be serious with this name. <laughs> um, Andy Dalton, I think it was. You know what? I was getting ready to say that. I was getting ready to say that because I'm 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 looking at the list now, and I I don't like the list. And, and I don't know what Kirk Cousins' situation is. I thought he was a free agent, but I, maybe he maybe he isn't. So I don't see him on the the, the unrestricted. For maybe he's a restricted. No, because that that shows up in this list too. If you're a restricted free agent, I yeah. had to look at Kirk, Kirk Cousins' situation. But if Kurt is having problems in Minnesota, and it seems like from a couple of things I read, he's not willing to give them the hometown discount. I mean, you need a quarterback. It's just like if you feel like you have the defense now to win, you got a good running back core, you got an okay receiving core, you can't really put a grade on a receiving core because you haven't had consistent quarterback. You know, we know Tariq McLaurin has some talent, all right? We know some of the other guys have some talent, but you don't get to see what they can do, what their ceiling is, because they don't have that quarterback. So it's either you want to win. If you want to win and you want your quarterback, then it might be, it, it depending on what your goal is, it's one guy that you don't have to worry about a quarterback for at least five years, and that's Deshaun Watson. Depending on how long he wants to play, five to seven years, you you don't have to worry about a quarterback. Okay, um, if you're going to draft and you have to develop a guy, okay, cool. Um, but you know, Jameis Winston coming, yeah, he has some talent, but you know, is he the guy? I don't know. I don't. He hasn't proven himself to be the guy. He's proven himself to put up some numbers, but, you know, his decision-making is iffy at times. Um, you know, we don't know what's going on with Aaron Rodgers. And, and like I said, whoever gets Aaron Rodgers, it's Super Bowl the bus for Aaron Rodgers. There is no, you know, in a, even NFC championship game or the championship game period, depending on where he goes, is a failed season for Aaron Rodgers. So yeah. it's, it's just like Washington, either you want a quarterback for real it's not 42 damn quarterbacks out here that's going to propel you to where you need to be at. I'll say this. Looking at this uh, this um, list, 
Of course, they still have Ben Roethlisberger on there because his retirement doesn't take official place until new league year, which I believe is the 12th, 11th or 12th of March. Um, Ryan Fitzpatrick, no. Please don't bring him back. He just took $10 million guaranteed from us last season, didn't play, but what, two downs? Um, Andy Dalton, no. I, I mean, this was six, seven years ago, maybe. Uh, Cam Newton, Ron's not going to go down that road at all. Because uh, we don't know which Cam Newton we're getting. Terod Taylor, no. He's a great stopgap quarterback, but it's time for him to stop being the stopgap and be what he really is. He's a good quarterback, but he's not great. Uh, Jameis would be top of my list at, 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 with these free agents. Uh, Jacoby Brissett, no. Teddy Bridgewater, probably be number two. I would give Marcus Mariota a shot. I would kick the ties there. Um Flacco is no longer elite in my book. Hasn't been elite for years. Uh, Trubisky, no. Uh, Tim Boyle, Blaine Gabbert, Chad Henney, Brandon Allen, Mike Glennon, uh, A.J. McCarron, no. Geno Smith, this is about three years ago, maybe. I'm not bringing Colt McCoy back. Chase Daniel, no. Uh, Brian Hoyer, Josh, Joshua Dobbs, Trevor Simeon, Sean Manning, Mark White, Mike White. Uh, no, Dwayne Haskins, that ship has sailed. Kyle Allen, I would bring him in to see what he could do. He should have got a chance last year, but I don't think he was fully healthy. Uh, Josh Rosen, hell no. Tyler Huntley, quite possibly. I would love to have him on my list. Uh, John Wolford, David Blau, uh, no. Brett Rippon, I'd bring him in for nostalgia's sake. Camp Arm, uh Logan Woodside, Chris Streveler, and Kurt Benkert. No. So out of those, all those quarterbacks, what did I name? Four or five quarterbacks that's on my list. And Where the other third gate? And that's and that's what, exactly what I was about to say. They said they had a list of 42. You read through that that list. That is a dumpster fire. That's a dumpster fire. And the three or four names you would take off that list are the guys in the hazmat suits. Burying the dumpster. It's radioactive and it's radioactive. It's gonna blow any second. They they made a dish to put it put it in and save the community. That's the rest of those names on the, on that list. So Washington, you're telling me that you're seriously considering those names on that list to come in here and win a division next year and win now? You gotta be out your fucking mind. I'm sorry. And that's just that's just the free agents, bro. That's just that's not even their list. That's just the free agents that are supposed to hit the market when the new league year start. I want to see their list. Oh my god, I so do. I, I, I want to see their list. I think their list would put them to shame. I, I think their list would be another. At this point, how many more black eyes can you take if you're the commanders? Like at this at this point, it's gonna be broken bones. I think this list will break a bone in that organization. Like you, I did, like I said, you, it's not forty-two quarterbacks in this league. Just ask the thirty-two teams that's in the league. Yeah. So if you got forty-two, that means you you going after well, shoot, no, thirty-one because you can't go after your own. So that means you're going, you're calling about thirty-one quarterbacks, and then you got another eleven. So you're calling about eleven backups. Or you have 11 free agents, whatever. Combination between backups and free agents. It doesn't seem right. 
something's off, man. The numbers are off. The vibes are off. Something is off. Well, we're mm. gonna see. We're gonna see what's really good when it's time for them to pull the trigger. We're gonna yeah. see what's really good and what's what. What if this is gonna continue? To if the clown show is gonna continue, you see the clown car pull up and twenty clowns come out, or you see the clown car pull up and all of a sudden somebody with some shades and a suit come on just came off a plane at uh Reagan National. Mm. I mean like hold up. It's a clown car, but something's different. So if I had to bet the commander's got a clown car that would fit twenty and they got forty five clowns in there. <laughs> and by time and by time the car pull up, nine of them have died. Mm. From suffocation. This is how this organization has been run. This is what they've been showing. So I'm expecting more of the same. I agree. I mean, I, I'm, I'm very critical of this team because you haven't shown me anything. Everything was set up. When Gibbs 2.0, when that era came to an end and Joe Gibbs said he was going to, you know, go back to racing, everything was already set up. The writings were on the wall when they fumbled that exchange right there. That's when the writings were on the wall. And ever since then, we've had a few ups. You know, you had ups with Jim Zorn for a little bit, and he he did turn Jason Campbell into a semi-successful quarterback by changing a lot of things about him. Jim Zorn is a quarterback whisperer. I will say that until I'm blue in the face. I know Professor Lucky says who's beating down his door. I said good people that know what Jim Zorn can do is beating down his door. Because if I'm a head coach and I got a quarterback that's on the verge and I need somebody to tutor him, I'm calling Jim Zorn. Dwayne Haskins would flourish with Jim Zorn as his quarterback coach. I'm just saying. If I'm wrong, damn it, I don't care. If if saying that shit is wrong, I don't want to be right. But We've had a shit show of a organization. We had a, some successful times under Shanahan, but it was a lot of lean years in there. And it seems like it's going to continue. So, and it's not, I mean, it's just from top to bottom. Ron Rivera is trying to keep all of this in a bag, and it's kind of hard. This is not Ron's fault. This is not the coaching staff's fault, not the players' fault. It started from the top. And things were supposed to be getting together and they're not. I'm very critical of this team because I know they can do better. But if you know better, you should do better. And if you do better, you get better. But that's just my thoughts on that. Moving right along. Bro, you know what last night was? I do not. What was last night? Last night was the last time that Coach Mike Krzyzewski coached in front of the Cameron Crazies as Duke's head coach. Uh, very bittersweet for some of us, very bitter for a lot of us, but uh, I, I want to hear what you got to say, and then I'll drop my rebuttal and we'll move on. <laughs> Do you really want to? <laughs> I can't even get it out. It was a loaded me, question for, 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 it's a loaded question. Let me, let me Let me paint this picture. Let me tell you why. The big guy KG is doing this because he knows I'm a Maryland Terrapin fan through and through. I have a shell part. I'm part turtle. I have a shell growing out of my back. Okay. I could care less 
about what went on with coaches, Coach K's last game. I just know I looked up and they lost, which for me, and I sent Kevin the, uh, the post Maryland Turbans did, which was hilarious. I just know they lost. I can't, look, I know we're not in the ACC no more, and I, I don't want to talk like on basketball, Maryland Terrapin was Duke's equal. They were not. They were not. We were the underdogs. I get that. It's just a team that we hate. If they had go-karting, if they had a, a, a sport with putting deodorant on and Duke was on the other end, I, I hate them. I hate everything they stand for. I hate the ground that the university is built on. I hate the shade of blue that's in their jerseys. I hate the white stitching, the court, the wood. Whoever made the wood for the court, I hope they're out of business, okay? The chairs they sit on on the bench. Somebody could come by and take a screw out of each one of them. Whoever, whoever supplied the basketball courts and the nets, I hate them too. If it's spalling, I hope they go out of business. The hinges for the doors in the arena. Whoever the manufacturer is of them, fuck them too. Okay? I hate Duke. Matter of fact, I'm looking at my PlayStation cartridge. The 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 the, the case that Madden came in. It has that Duke shade of blue and it's, it's pissing me off. This this the Sony pack of water I got has this Duke shade of blue. It's pissing me off now. I'm starting. Thank you, Kevin. Thank you for making me know this Duke shades of blue. And now I'm kind of pissed off. I am I'm extremely pissed off now. I, I am. Um, but on a serious note, what, what Coach K has done when we did we just get, we just got off the Commanders, which is a complete shit show. For to be not, I mean, upper echelon isn't the word. He is the echelon. He is the, he is the, the, when you start the coaching, when you rating coaches, he's at the top. So to be there and not waver, like, yeah, he has some up and down seasons by his standards, but to be at the top that long, not just at the top, but to keep, to keep, a program together that long to keep your players in check where you're not having no major issues where, you know, players are, you know, um, getting in trouble and this, that, and other, um, recruiting. Like it's, I don't want to say it's easy to recruit the Duke, but he's coach K. And he always finds players that fit the Duke style and kicking people's asses on the court. And he's done that since he's been there. He's been a staple in the college community since he's been at Team USA. You know, that's as close as he's got to um, coaching the pros. And they love him. They absolutely love him. So, not seriously, uh, definitely the end of an era. Um, I would, you know, of course, the season's not finished. It's time for March Madness now. So, just, you know, I know that the loss (laughs) – And to all people to lose to at Coach K's final game at home, North Carolina. Woo, boy, oh boy, boy. But, um, you know, hey, I think a uh, hell of a career. I mean, 
the bet one of the best to ever do it. And um, you know, every all good things got to come to an end. And you know, we'll see what they do in the tournament. Tournament. I'm sure they're gonna play with a chip on their shoulder, losing that home game. I know them players are super disappointed. And I'm not making fun of them, not poking fun of them right now. But I know that, you know, that's something when you believe in a coach, when the coach got your back, you want to win that game. And I know they're super disappointed that they did not win that game. And they're going to play with a chip on their shoulder. Come this ACC tournament, I think they're going to blow through that. I think North Carolina may have woken up a little, little put a little pepper in the, in the nostrils for Duke, you know. But I think you're going to see a, a team with a chip on their shoulder. And uh, I'm just interested to see, you know, how far they go and how much that momentum of, you know, Coach K's last season. Well, I'll say this. Coach K, his, uh, his resume, uh, 97 and 30 in NCAA Division One. Two and two in the NIT, and that's just in division in Division One tournaments. Uh, two and two in the NIT, sixty-three and twenty-one in the ACC tournaments. Five championships overall, five national championships, fifteen ACC championships, thirteen regular season championships, three-time Naismith College Coach of the Year, uh, five-time ACC Coach of the Year. This man has nine gold medals in Olympic play. Now that's Three in Olympic golds as head coach, uh, two in FIBA World Championships along with two bronze. Uh, that was FIBA World Championship, a gold in FIBA's America's Championship. He also has three golds in the Olympic Games. I'm sorry, two in the Olympic Games, 84 and 92, two-time inductee of the Naismith Hall of Fame, going in on his own and also with the Dream Team. Coach K is one of the best and greatest college basketball coaches that you've ever seen. I think the only person that you can put above him, only team, only coaches you can put above him, of course, is John Wooden. And I would say you would have to put, uh, damn, I just had his name on my damn, on the tip of my tongue, Wooden and uh, Dean Smith. Those are the only ones that I'm making better than him. And then, you know, then it comes the Shashevskis. It comes the John Thompsons, the John Chaney's, uh, the, 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 um, God, I can't think of his name. Um, UNLV coach, Jerry Tarkany. You got those guys on that next level. And to think that Coach K had a shot at coaching the Lakers. In 2004, imagine what the Lakers would have did after Phil Jackson walked away the first time. Kobe, Coach K, and that team, they wouldn't have never had a fall off because he was one of the coaches that could get through to Kobe. And next thing you know, they probably would have been back in the championship yet again. Matter of fact, they still had Shaq in 04 because they, uh, they lost to the Pistons in 04. Man, think about that. Think about that. Because Rudy T got uh Rudy T got sick. Man. And speaking of the Lakers. Speaking of the Lakers. Uh we, we talked about this off air too. B 
is this season a wash for the Lakers? Even though LeBron scored, what, 56 last night and showed that he is the washed king. Put some respect on his name. And he dismantled the <laughs> Warriors. So uh, is this um is this a wash year for the Wash King? No, I don't. I don't. I don't think he's washed. That's not. That's not the issue. And I, you know, I, I know. Look, LeBron has done some questionable things over the last couple of months. I don't like that he's heckling at the fans. I don't like the statement he made to the fan the other night, you know, about, you know, what do you know about basketball other than the dog going and poop? Like, the booze and stuff they deserve because his team is gravely underperforming. That's, <clears throat> as a fan, as long as you're not touching nobody, as long as you're not going over, you have a right to uh, display your displeasure or appreciation for your team. That's, that's, that's why we call fans. You know, so the this t- particular team is not supposed to be sitting at are they tenths? I mean, leave their tenths. Are they ninth or tenths? They need the ninth or tenth. This particular team is not supposed to be sitting at ninth or tenths in a playing spot to try to get to the to playoffs. That's not what this team was put put together for and assembled for. And LeBron James has to take the brunt of that because basically he okayed. The rush trade, the mellow signing, um, <clears throat> probably had really had something to do with AD coming there too. And I'm not one of those people that say, "Oh, you know, it's a bubble championship because I hate LeBron James." It's not that. I think if you listen to the shows we've done, I'm definitely a LeBron James fan. I think it's a bubble championship because it gave Anthony Davis time to rest his body. I believe if that season had continued on, Anthony Davis would have got hurt. And it wouldn't have been James. It was, something would have happened. He would have got hurt at a, a, a prominent time. And um, and um, it, it would have cost him a series or something. I mean, he when he when he's playing and when he's healthy, you know, he's dominant. So I don't think he's washed at all but i don't think at 38 you can ask him if this was the heat lebron james you know early uh, mid 2000s lebron james and he needed to score 40 45 a night you know just have like a rip to keep the guy to to bring this team out of the gutter he could do that but you can't ask this guy at 38 like i mean they didn't dismantle golden state golden state missed some shots and, you know, they beat him. Okay. But you can't ask LeBron James or you can't expect LeBron James every night to come out and score 40, 45, and 50 when you're supposed to have scores on the team. The team is supposed to be built so he doesn't have to do this anymore. He's he's at a point in his career where he, he needs help. He has to save this for the playoffs and the end of the season. He can't go through the regular season carrying this team. It, it, it just can't do it. He's going to be wore out before the playoffs start. He can't do that anymore. If this was, if this was five years ago, he could do it. But this is, this is, it's not the same. Look, this guy is awesome. I've been a LeBron fan since he came into the league. 
the guy gets so much hate, you know, because he's that good. And I and I say, just look at the overall picture. Family man, married his high school sweetheart, takes care of his kids. He's a hell of a father. He goes to every game he can of Bronny and Bryce's. Um, you know, his wife taken care of. I love their relationship. Like when you look at the just past basketball, it's hard for me to hate LeBron James. You know, because he looks like me. So um I just when Kevin says that, I know there are people that hate this guy, wants to see him fail. I'm not one of those guys. I'm a guy that's going to hold him accountable because he built this team. You know, whenever Rob Polinka does something, it's going through LeBron James. Don't you, don't you think it ain't? So LeBron is responsible for this mess in LA. And more than likely, I don't see this. I, this team won't be back together next year. Russ won't be there. Melo probably won't be there either. But Melo doesn't want Melo wants to shoot threes. He wants to stand in the corner. He wants to hit the three. He wants to put the three to the head. Cool, Melo. But he doesn't want to win. He hasn't want. He hasn't wanted to win for a while. And that's just who Melo is. It is, you know, Russ. Russ doesn't 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 care about winning. He's being humbled right now, but he doesn't care about winning. It's just it, it, it's just not in Russ's. He, he can't have his way in L.A. He's not willing to change his name. So you get, you're getting what you're getting. So um, I don't think he's washed, KG. I just don't think that it can continue for him to do it night in and night out. He's going to be burnt out, man. Yeah, I agree. But the only reason why I said washed is because, he, you know, everybody said that, yo, he's washed up. He's washed. He's washed. He goes by the washed king, you know. You know, all of us that are at a, of a certain age, if you're 35 to, I'll say 45, you know, this younger generation says we're washed because we value sleep over going out and party. But that's just us, you know. But anyhow, LeBron and this Laker team, I don't believe, I, I told you yesterday, I don't believe that the bubble was a fluke. I just believe they they need time to retool. Remember, a lot of they lost a lot of pieces from that bubble team. And I brought up the 99 Spurs. I said if that was the case, the 99 Spurs would be a fluke. But what did they do back? They won in 99 and they came back four years later in 2003. And they won. I'm not saying it's going to take four years. It, may not, it wasn't last year. It won't be this year. Maybe not. But what if they come back next year strong, talented, and... They win a championship. What about that? If if think if about that's it, no, no, and I'm saying it's just like you mortgage so much of the future. They don't have anything. Like yeah, just release. Uh, what's his name? <clears throat> I'm sorry. What's his name? DeAndre Rondo. DeAndre Jordan. They just released DeAndre Jordan. I mean, he's a shell of himself. <clears throat> he might be able to come in and give you maybe five or ten minutes a night. 
he's not somebody that's going to make a difference. I think he was supposed to sign with Philadelphia. You know, he's just a body at this point. Um, they got DJ Augustine back. They need guys that want to help. You got Westbrook. You got Melo. These guys walk around like they already got two or three championships. They're not hustling for no fucking balls. You know, they don't want to do the dirty work. When you don't want to do the dirty work, this is what this is what happens. When you have a, you know, Austin Reeves does the dirty work. You know, LeBron does it sometimes, but like for whatever reason, they're not meshing together. If I don't, I don't know what I mean, bro. I, I, the only trade that makes sense for Russ is John Wall again. Now you get John Wall. Yes, that's that's a more of a point guard. I think he would definitely help better than Russ. But you don't know what John Wall you're getting. He hasn't played basketball in what two or three seasons. And that's a problem. So you know you don't know what John Wall you're getting. You know you're you're you're, you're gambling on that, and I, I, it's crazy. You would think somebody that's won the MVP. Russell, Russell Westbrook said something in his press conference the other day. He's been on four different teams the last four years. Four different teams. And you telling me now, don't get me wrong. I love Russ. I love Russ. You said something yesterday, and I said Russ can't hit this broad side of a ball. And you said Russ could never hit the broad side of the ball. <laughs> Russ is not a shooter. Russ is a penetrator. Russ is a attack the rim with wanting abandon. That's what he is. Why is he settling okay. for jump shots now? And and I was just about to say that. So you if you know that's what you are. You know why? Because he's never had a disciplinary coach in his whole career. He's always had yes men coaches. What do you want to do? 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 Scott Brooks is probably at fault for this. If, if, you, if you think about it, he came in a lead to Scott Brooks, right? I think Scott Brooks was the coach when he came in the lead. I believe he was. No, 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 no. Let me let me double check. Go ahead. But, okay, even if he wasn't, Scott Brooks has had him most of his career. Scott Brooks is not a disciplinarian. disciplinarian. He's not a guy that's going to get in your face because you made a mistake. He just he he wants you to be happy type coach. He's not a good coach. He's not a good coach. He had Russell Westbrook, Kevin Durant, Harden, Ibaka. He had all that. He had a team. Okay, he's not a good coach. He's a very very bottom mediocre coach. Okay, he got Russell Westbrook in Washington, and Russ played his game. Ball hog, get every rebound, go hard, score, and to Russ's credit. When, when it is his team, everybody else has to play on the same level as Russ. You can't come out there and half-ass it. But Russ doesn't know how to play when it's not his team, when he has to change his game. That's Russ's problem. Agreed. Who, want, who wants that? Who wants to deal with Russ? Who wants to deal with Russ? The Knicks are a mess. I mean, maybe you send them to New York, but it's just like... He's not going there to win. You know, you got to find a team that is, can eat 40-something million dollars a cap that wants to deal with Russell Westbrook. Because all the Russell Westbrook fanboys out there, they 
say what you want, but he's proven himself right now. Everything I've said about Russ the last couple years, he's not a winner. He does not care. Russ does not lose sleep at night because he had a bad game and that the Lakers are in a 10th spot. He's at his dream team. Always wanted to be in L.A. I think if the plan started today, I think they would play the Clippers. The Clippers going to beat that ass. You know how embarrassing that is for the Laker faithful, for the Laker legend? They don't lose to the fucking Clippers. Magic said something last night. And it's, it, it just is indicative of the situation. Magic said this team doesn't at least make the playing game. It's out of Magic Johnson's mouth. The Russell Westbrook trade will be the worst Laker trade in the history of the Los Angeles Lakers. He's right. You can't get us to a playing game? What do you got? Two MVPs, KG? Up oh, shoot, got defeated by the mess the uh, mute button. Russell Westbrook has and it was PJ Carlissimo was his first um coach. Okay. Uh let me see. NBA all nine time NBA All Star, two time NBA All Star, MVP, two time scoring champion. He got two or one MVP. That's all-star MVPs. I think I want to say he got two. I want to say he has an MVP. He got he got one MVP in 2017, just one. Okay, well, just one. I mean, look, Russ, you can't make an argument that he doesn't deserve to be on the NBA 75 just because of his stats. You can't. He's a triple double king. He's going to make the Hall of Fame. You cannot argue against that. Now you can argue against some of the other guys, Melo, Damian Lillard. Damian Lillard, Anthony Davis, it was somebody else, um, Paul Pierce. Paul Pierce. <laughs> yeah, you can argue, you gonna definitely make an argument that some of those guys do not. It's, it was embarrassing, James Harden. It was embarrassing watching James Harden walk out with um, Michael Jordan, with Jerry West, with Charles Barkley, Shaq, Hakeem Olajuwon. To me, it was embarrassing as shit to watch him walk out with the with that. That is not the same level, you know. But if Harden wins a championship, if he's consistent with uh, Philly and they end up going on a championship run, that's the only way he can salvage his image. But that's another whole other topic. But I don't know, KG, I don't know what the Lakers can do to right the ship, you know. And, you know, people making the jokes like, oh, LeBron might go back to Cleveland. Cleveland is doing very well. Cleveland is doing very well. And then you have to keep in mind that LeBron's not committed to anything long-term. He wants to play with Bronny, which will be what in does, – does Bronny has to play a year of, of college ball? Yeah, you got to be uh, a year away from uh, your high school graduation. Okay. So, I, I, I told you, bro. LeBron James is the lead right now. I know Steph and – KD fights. Ooh, I'm sorry. I'm watching, watching the Vegas NASCAR. Just somebody just spun out in the wall. But LeBron is the league, and I wouldn't be surprised if all of a sudden you see a rule change for high schools to get in the league. I mean, he wants to play with his son, and I don't. I don't blame him, man. That's something special. You know, he has a very special. I told you, I love. I love watching him interact with his kids. I would like to see it. You know. And I think that would be crucial for Ronnie, 
to have not just your father playing with you, one of the best to ever do it that can guide you and get you started. You know, he can he can be on his ass because he's his father. You know, hey, you're not going to no club tonight. Hey, this, that, and other. Hey, do this. You know what I'm saying? He could kind of set his career off the right way. Now, you know, it, that's that's some years down the line. But you know, what I'm saying is, Bronny's not Bron is not committing to anything long term. He's not going to sign a, you know, two or three. He's going to probably be on a yearly deal for that one. So it's going to be interesting to see who leaves the Lakers. Because if I'm the Lakers, there's absolutely no way you can sign Anthony Davis to anything long-term. It's, it's just you can't do it. You cannot do it. Well, Mr. Glass can't get signed long-term. He, he, I'm just saying, look, we can talk about what LeBron going to do. And it doesn't matter if LeBron goes to Cleveland or not. He can go to Cleveland. He can go uh Sacramento. It don't matter where he go. LeBron James is not going to be able to carry a team the the way he once did, where he put Cleveland on his back several times, took him to the finals several times. He can't do that. We're we not going to have that conversation. So, Looking at this Laker team, Russell Westbrook, even if LeBron does stay with uh, the Lakers and the Lakers somehow finagle to sign Bronny because he doesn't sign up for the NBA draft, so he's not going to get drafted. But one of the best parts is being drafted. I didn't like that for uh, uh, one of the ball brothers, the middle ball brother, Jello. I thought he should have got drafted too because the kid can play. He showed he can play. But he wound up signing a free agent deal. So now he's like the odd man out that actually can bowl. But I don't want to see that happen to Brian. I don't want to see anything like that happen. I don't want to see. I don't want to see LeBron tarnish his image just to play with his son. But as you said at the top, he's tarnishing his image with the clapbacks at fans and things like that. Like, bro. They talk, they paid to see you. It does not matter what they say. They paid to see you. So the hell with what they know, the hell with what they think. They paid to see you. Go ball out. That's all. You still there, brother? Yeah, I'm still here. I was. I, I'm. 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 I'm done, man. I'm. I, the Lakers. The Lakers are are are, are a shit show, <laughs> and they could be better. We talked about it last night. If everybody did their part, everybody played to their uh strengths, this would be a totally different team. But hey, bro, we gotta get up out of here. Take us out, brother. Well, I mean, here we are approaching the hour and 20-minute mark, and thank you, everybody, for joining us. Don't forget to go back and listen to last night's episode of Saturday Night Live. Um, Saturday Night Live. Saturday Night WrestleManiacs. Uh, also, go listen to everything that we have put forth this week. Um, try to get back at it again on Tuesday because I'm sure there will be some news for us to talk about. But in the meantime, in between time, 
Follow us on social media, Sideline Junkies 24-7. Group on Facebook, Sideline Junkies, colon podcast is our regular page. And then don't forget Sideline Junkies, all one word, on Instagram and Twitter. And then Sideline Junkies 24-7 at gmail.com if you got something to say. So, once again, thank you for listening. Until the next time, that's the boss, BJ. I'm the big guy, KG. Can't say we don't do no overtime because we doing it today, but we are out of here.